Hey, everyone. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Comic book, comic book, does whatever a book does. Read by us while drinking, incoherent rambling. Look out, this is our podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to the SJW Comic Book Club, a weekly book club style podcast where three friends discuss a story arc in comics from a literary and progressive point of view. I'm host number one, Monte, who knows the most about comics. I'm host number two, Veronica, who knew a bit about comics when we started this podcast. And I'm host number three, Melissa, whose main experience with comics has been this podcast. So usually on this podcast, like I said, we take a story arc in comics, we talk about it deeply and thoughtfully, going through the ins and outs of the plot, the characters, the themes, everything that could possibly matter, but... This week, we're not doing that. We have a special bonus mini-sode. Yay! Veronica, this is your mini-sode, so you talk about it, because I don't want (laughs) to. Okay, fine. Uh, For this mini-sode, I was really interested in checking out the Harley Quinn animated TV show that came out a couple years ago. So I said, from my high throne, I decreed, we all will watch it. And I thought maybe we'd watch two or three episodes. We watched the whole first season. So we're going to talk about that. So Harley Quinn is an American adult animated black comedy superhero television series. So many qualifiers. Uh, Based on the DC Comics character of the same name. This is just, I'm reading off of Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, Created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. The series is written and executive produced by Justin Halpern, Patrick Schumacher, and Dean Laurie, and follows the misadventures of Harley Quinn and her best friend, Poison Ivy, after leaving her boyfriend, the Joker. The show premiered on DC Universe to critical acclaim on November 29th, 2019, with critics praising its animation, humor, dark tone, voice acting, and portrayal of the titular protagonist. The show's second season premiered on April 3rd, 2020, and the third season is set to premiere on July 28th, 2022, which is after we're recording this and will be slightly before we post it. So by that point, y'all listening audience will have enjoyed the third season, if you so desire. Or maybe because of this episode, you'll pick it up and watch it. So we actually uh, finished watching this show Last night, less than, like, 14 hours ago, so I will say, for our first discussion discussion question, did you guys like the show? Yes, I do like this show, and I'd seen it before. Yeah. Uh, so, Veronica didn't decree me to do anything. <laughs> well, you did watch it again, because of my decree. Because I like it. <laughs> I, don't, I watched it twice, so yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I really liked this TV show a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, Not that I haven't enjoyed uh, different 
comic booky type TV shows that I've watched before, but this one stood out to me in a way that the other ones didn't. Um, and it just was like that much more enjoyable. Um, it was funny. No, okay. There was a lot of gore. Yes. There was a lot of violence and a lot of people got stabbed and there was a lot of blood and organs and stuff. And I didn't watch those, parts. <laughs> but I could hear them and it sounded well animated. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, highly recommend that. Um, it was just, it was, it was so charming and surprising in so many different ways that I forgot. Um, we'll get into it, but I just constantly was delighted by by the show. Yeah, I don't know exactly what is that I was expecting from like the cultural memification around it, as we get from everything, where you feel like you've seen like at least twenty percent of every show that comes out through memes and screen caps online. Um, but it, yeah, it was like, we, we're big fans of adult cartoons a lot. Like Melissa and I have watched Futurama so many times through that we could probably recite whole episodes. Um, and it was a really good execution of that format. It was a really good execution of a comic book adjacent adaptation. I'm pretty sure it's not any kind of canon or based off any specific comic, so I is it correct to say comic adaptation? Um, but yeah, just really solidly entertaining. I was not at all feeling like I am watching this as homework for the podcast. Just enjoyable. On that note, what is one aspect of this production that really stood out to you as, I mean, you could pick something that it did bad, but I think we mostly agree that it did most things pretty good. So what's one part of the production that stands out to you? I really loved how funny it was. Um, as I kind of said before, there would be jokes that just completely took me off guard because um, it's a comic book. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's like a certain expectation for humor and quippiness that comes with comic booky things that sometimes they would like take the smallest step outside that box uh, or sometimes a bigger step outside the box in a way where I like I was like I was expecting that kind of joke from a different kind of show, um, but I don't know. I just I was so constantly delighted by how funny and witty uh, the like conversations were and the jokes. There were so many really good visual gags. There were so many good. Um, like jokes that made sense with the plot like they weren't just like okay we're gonna stop doing that and we're gonna do something you know weird over here like it all just was very cohesive and it flowed and you you were able to like there was a lot of humor breaks and I just I just kept forgetting how funny it was and then I'd be just delighted every time um yes there was several moments where we because we were all watching it together we would like sit back and burst into scream laughter as we tend to do sometimes by the yeah. unexpected jokes. It's so good. And I love all the characters on that show. I know that's a second thing and you only asked for one Gasp. thing. But the characters were just so fun. There was a shark man and his personality was so funny. Like the way he was both a shark and a vicious killer, but that also like a guy who doesn't want to fight, um, but not like in a, like a shy way, just like a, I just want to like 
be good at math and stuff and, and do computer things over here and everyone just wants me to kill and then like he would also just like casually kill people and it's just uh he yeah. was great yeah i mean i was totally fine with all divergences from the characters as presented in comics like pretty sure king shark is not like an it nerd wearing cargo oh, pants in the comic yeah, books see. i'm pretty sure he's a giant shark I've Man. never read the comic, but he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, <laughs> and just like yeah, the, all the characters diverged quite a bit from the comics, which I think made the show that much better because this is a show like so we've talked about before how shows, uh, movies, etc., about villains that make them the protagonist oftentimes hit a little bit weird. Um, because people sort of make excuses for them and stuff. I think that by moving this away from the original property, it gave them a lot more room to like do things and be funny without necessarily hurting the original property or like jeopardizing it or whatever. So that allows them to have a lot more flexibility to make jokes and stuff without making excuses for the terrible characters that we see in comics and also make them so much more fun. Like Clayface was a super fun character. Oh yes, uh, is a, or is a super fun character in the Harley Quinn show. Not in the comics. Not no. there's no fun there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Didn't and we read a comic, um, Catwoman Anodyne, right? That had Clayface. That in wasn't it? Clayface. It was a very similar thing, such that while I was reading it, I thought it was going to be Clayface. That's right. We watched uh, the Batman animated series that had Clayface in it, though. We did watch that. So we have That's seen true. him before. That and was that a... version of him was closer to what closer the, to the comic original. book version is. Yeah. Which yeah. is boring. <laughs> <laughs> what a stick in the mud. <laughs> in direct contributes to what Mate just said, I'm going to say, I don't dislike any of these villains. Like, I like Batman. I like Batman villains. I think they're compelling and interesting in Batman media. Um the pinnacle of which is the Batman Arkham games. <laughs> Interesting characters, but it was really fun to see them basically rift on in this show. Basically take like whatever their core idea is and the stupid jokes people on the internet make about them and just like, okay, that's the character. And with the thing that really stood out to me, each one really brought to life by the voice acting which I adored. I love voice actors. I love to watch the commentary tracks on shows like Futurama. Um, I've done it on Invader Zim and stuff. I love voice actors and I love the work they do. And everyone did a fantastic job on this. At first, I was a little hesitant on Kaylee Cuoco because I really like Harley Quinn's little accent that she has in most media. I don't know what accent it is. I've tried to identify it before in Monte disparaged me and laughed at me for being wrong like the cutesy sort of yeah like new england kind of accent yeah that was not really present and at first i was like ah, offended but then i was like oh wait this is its own thing and then i kind of noticed that she did kind of have a heavier accent one when she was with her family but then also when she was with the joker mm -hmm. but when she wasn't with those people and she was just being herself around her friends her voice sounded a little bit more natural and i think that was just a really fun subtle way of showing the transition of her character like very subtly because i noticed that towards the end when i was like she doesn't sound like that all the time but she's really putting on it 
on on the on the pudding thing <laughs> like when she's having a conversation trying to like you know yeah and that was, I think I just texted you guys a couple days ago about how when my dad is on the phone with his older male relatives, he really gets his, like, Midwestern redneck accent on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really good character building. We kept looking people up to and being shocked, mostly by Rahul Kohli as the Scarecrow, because... Yeah, were there any any voices that you, I mean, other than Harley Quinn, that you initially thought that's kind of an interesting voice for that character and then did anyone like grow on you or i immediately adored lake bell as poison ivy yes it felt immediately correct sometimes she was the one person that sometimes i feel like maybe the voice directing was odd especially when she was like exclaiming over something but as a voice for poison ivy fucking spot on i agree her voice was like honestly some of the ways you just deliver her lines like the line wasn't necessarily funny but the way she said it was hilarious <laughs> felt so like like relatable like she really felt the show really felt like it was made for millennials not necessarily yes. in like topics but just in tone yeah that is a really great way of describing it also i did kind of find it similar to a tv show that neither of you have watched <gasps> but invincible oh. i don't think either of you watched it obviously the like the 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 topics within that are completely different and it's honestly not a funny like i, I would say harley quinn is a funny show right yeah, it's this, a comedy show for sure yeah it's a comedy show um but invincible's not and there's a lot of heavy themes in it but i just kind of felt like the same poignant well-written like they were both doing their own thing but they both just had a like a vibe and and just like a well-written aspect to them that i kind of like also they were both extremely violent and had lots of blood everywhere so there's yeah. that but i felt I mean, like they just were... might have paved the way for this yeah i feel like out. if you liked one you'd like the other basically mm -hmm. monte have you watched the invincible show not really i've seen like one yeah. episode of it the comic is on my reading list, but I have not got around to watching it. I really want to. It's written by Robert Kirkman, author or comic or do you say author for comics? Writer of The Walking Dead. We should read it someday on the podcast. I'd rewatch the show, even though it was very violent and I had to close <laughs> my eyes a lot. <laughs> People's heads explode. Multiple times. There was Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Which there makes a lot of exploding heads in uh, Harley Quinn as well. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. heads popped off. Yeah, that's that's actually the vibe I was talking about. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or bitten off. Yeah, it's <laughs> thematically it's the same in that whoever created Harley Quinn and Invincible really hates heads. <laughs> yes. These are really anti uh, cranium cranial shows. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Monte, how about you? What was an aspect of this show that really stood out to you? Well, I already said it. I, oh, the the differences in, in the characters, I think, for me, it made it a lot more palatable and a lot more enjoyable. Like, specifically Clayface. I thought Clayface was a really funny character. And just that, because I don't know 
who like I don't know who thought of that and I don't know who just had in their mind to be like you know what would be funny if Clayface was like an out of work d-list actor who (laughs) is terrible at acting but everyone just kind of has to humor him because he actually is a little bit useful (laughs) like but also just his obnoxious personality completely negates him being useful in most cases whoever thought of that is just a genius like is a person to be feared and respected yes I love how the voice actor would make his voice just do those really fun, over-exaggerated actor (laughs) things. Like if if I was saying, Uh I'm going to go to the door. (laughs) (laughs) He did it all the time. It was so funny. One of my favorite moments in the show is when, so there's an episode where Clayface uh, impersonates Aquaman. And as they're swimming away, (laughs) the Atlanteans are chasing him. Clayface comes up as Aquaman and he's like, it is I, Aquaman. (laughs) And he successfully fools the Atlanteans. They get away, whatever. They're on the boat. And then actual Aquaman jumps out and he's like, it is I, Aquaman. (laughs) It's so funny. That it's like the one time and it's like, good for you, Clayface. You nailed it. (laughs) You nailed it. Because we see him so many times before that and after that being like transforming his body to look exactly like someone else, but then immediately giving it away by talking in a weird ass way (laughs) that that person would never do. There's one in like the next episode where he's uh, pretending to be Batman to show like Batman is here, not breaking into Joker's headquarters. And Harley Quinn starts singing happy birthday to the Joker and Clayface can't help but also sing as Batman <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> and then does a big flourish at the end. It's like, wait, that's not Batman. He would never. <laughs> <laughs> and many more. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah, I found Clayface probably to be the character that stood out the most to me. I also really like uh poison ivy mm-hmm. i thought she was really funny and uh queen of fables who's one of the villains just what she's voice acted by wanda sykes who wanda sykes is literally the funniest person in the world and probably the only comedian who's like legitimately valid the only <laughs> legitimately valid stand-up comedian in the world is wanda sykes Hot take. um and the way that she like the way that she voices that character just intonation and everything. It's Wanda Sykes's voice, but it's also not Wanda Sykes's voice. And it's just, it's perfect. She's so funny. Before we realized we were going to watch the whole season, Monte made sure we jumped ahead to watch the big Queen of Fables episode <laughs> to make sure that we saw it. Yeah, I don't know if Queen of Fables is a character in the comics or not. Um, she but... might be like an old B-list character or something. Yeah, whether that was a weird like fringe resurrected character or something that someone made up again just genius every character beat was just so funny yes Uh, the same person voiced joker and clayface monte and it was alan tudyk that's perfect great yes weren't we talking about alan tudyk oh from doom patrol yeah if you get him because joker wasn't in i'd say more than half of the episodes or maybe about half of them so it's really good that they were like, okay, we need to capitalize on Alan Tudyk. We'll also make him another character that's in almost every episode. He's also Calendar Man, Dr. Trap, and Condiment King. Everyone loves Condiment King. I didn't notice he was in there. <laughs> when was there Condiment King? 
probably like one episode or something yeah also speaking of aquaman i really liked how because a lot of the justice league shows up batman's in several episodes justice league wonder woman shows up a couple times um I really liked how they handled them. Like, they didn't make them too ridiculous. They were still the superheroes, but they poked fun at them a little bit, had them be a little bit goofy, and it was really good. I loved the part, because they are really are not in it, um, but there's a very funny gag where they are going to banish Harley Quinn and her crew to the Phantom Zone and they don't want to say it because it sounds ridiculous and then (laughs) Wonder Woman's like "All right, Superman you say it and then he very proudly goes we'll banish you to the Phantom Zone and and then they have to say it again and then Superman's like he can't say it again (laughs) so Wonder Woman has to say it good stuff all right uh, before we start to wrap up, let's just say, what was you guys' favorite of the 13 episodes? It was the Queen of Fables episode, which is episode 7. Yeah. For you. It's very funny. It's the, I believe it's the introduction of Queen of Fables. I don't know if she appears briefly earlier than that, but um, no, she does. She does. She appears, like she's like bit. trapped in a book. Um, <laughs> and then episode 7 is when she gets released from the book and mayhem ensues. And she's great, but I'd have to say same. That's also same. my favorite episode. It was very funny. Um, my favorite one was the one before that, which focuses on uh, Jim Gordon, who we didn't mention when we talked about <laughs> oh, characters, <yeah. laughs> but <laughs> fucking Jim steals Gordon the gets show. progressively more ridiculous as the <laughs> show goes on. Which is impressive because his very first appearance was one of those moments that made us like scream laughter unexpectedly. (laughs) Like his first line out the gate. Um, In this episode, Clayface's arm gets severed and becomes its own entity uh, and is captured by the Gotham police. And then it and Jim Gordon have a friendship romance, uh, which was great. I also liked how Batman was in this episode. Harley steals a device where she ends up teleporting into the Batcave, and then her and Batman have a discussion about being true to your friends, and it was good. Yeah, that was a pretty great episode, too. Yeah. Alright. So, the final mention of all first issue or first episode uh, features, except that we watched the entire first season. Would you recommend this show, and or would you continue to watch it beyond this point? Keeping in mind that the third season is about to come out. I have already recommended the show, so yes, I would recommend it, <laughs> and because I've told people about it, <laughs> um, and yeah, I would definitely keep watching it on yeah. Monte's HBO. Account. I would, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not on DC Universe anymore; it's on HBO now. So I would definitely recommend it. It's a really good show, a really funny show. I didn't realize that the other seasons had been released or that season two had been released and season three was coming out for some reason i thought that it had been canceled like i thought that during the pandemic it was one of those shows that got the chop and like never came back so i was very pleasantly surprised to find that it's still like being made and ongoing so i'm excited to keep watching it and i would recommend other people watch it as well because it's great yes and good content deserves support thumbs up i would really like to keep watching it with you guys my friends 
No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we have like several shows that we're watching on uh, DC now. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Also, this show, like, the episodes are only, like, 20 minutes, which makes it so easy to binge. Like, it's a very very bingeable show. Very much so. We had watched, like, accidentally 11 of the 13 episodes in the season when I realized, uh, if we're going to talk about this and we've watched 11, we should probably just watch the last two (laughs) so we can talk about the whole thing. Speaking of which, the season ends really good. Like, stakes up. Shit happens. Ends with a lead for the next season. A plus. But on that note, this is the end of our discussion. We hope you enjoyed this feature episode. Next week, we will be reading my first comic for season 11 on the theme of Wonder Woman. We are going to be diving into Wonder Woman Earth One, number one from 2016 by Grant Morrison with art by Yannick Paquette. And I will be linking to that comic in the description of this episode so you can read along if you so desire. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed our show, please hit subscribe. And if you're on an app where you can rate podcasts, please give us a rating. Give us the best rating. We would appreciate it very much. (laughs) Not just any rating. The The best best one. And it will be the best one you've ever given. (laughs) Damn, Veronica. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you want to leave a review on Good Pods, I will respond to your review because I like to talk to the people who like our show. They're my favorite people. Um. <laughs> and if you don't want to talk to Veronica specifically, just send us an email and Monte and I might yeah. see it first. Address so. it to everyone other than Veronica and then I yeah, won't yeah, read yeah, it. Yeah. And then yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't have besmirched your email with the eyes of Veronica. It'll be fine. We'll respect your wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, you can keep up with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SJWComicsCast, or send those emails for not Veronica's eyes directly to (laughs) SJWComicsPodcast at gmail.com. This was our podcast. We will see you next week. Uh, Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.